podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. This is your host, Chris. No, God, please, no, no! I know, I'm sorry, but he's cheap and available. How rude. Right, Chris. Good evening, how the devil are we? Look at that, still not getting used to things and how they should work in the new year. There I am, hello, everybody. Cheap and available, most certainly am. Just in case you're listening, Brendan, I've still got a pair of football boots. Uh, although you probably have to keep me sort of going with pies for the whole game. But uh, hey, welcome along. It is FA Cup third round weekend. And of course, the big question on every Leicester City's fans' lips, of course it is, is Brendan still there? Unfortunately, he is at the moment. But the other question on all Leicester City fans' lips is, We've not seen Craig this year yet. Bring back Craig. Where is Craig? Well, I can tell you, ladies, here he is. Good evening, Craig. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, I'm not sure that was the question on everyone's lips, though, Chris, but I'll take it. (laughs) I was wondering which one you were going to refer to then. Um, We've got Gillingham in the FA Cup this weekend. They are currently sat 92nd out of 92 teams in the football pyramid in the main four leagues. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a really tough game. I, I don't know if we can get a win here, do you? Well, I think, you know, I know you go, your tongue is slightly in your cheek there, Chris. But, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, one would hope so that we can uh, we can eke out a win. Well, I don't know. We've got to think what players we've got available. So mm. when we do the team later, that could be interesting because half of them are on a sick note still. I mean, it's, I, I, I am. I just cannot decide. I, I, I have actually had a gate put into the fence because I'm changing sides that often at the moment regarding uh, mm. regarding Brendan. I mean, I keep thinking, yeah, he's right, and I know. After the new year, you actually wrote a piece which I put up on the yeah. uh, Newcastle show, and you said you're not going to have a knee-jerk reaction to one game. No. And yet, here we are, three games in, three poor performances. Well, <laughs> two poor two, two poor performances, I've got to say. One pretty decent one, in, in fairness, and we were lucky against Liverpool. Is it time to press the panic button before we get too far into the uh, January transfer window? Uh, no, I didn't think the Fulham performance was particularly poor, to be honest. Um, 
another day we'd have run out winners there. I think they had one chance and one one at the end when uh, we were chasing the game. They had a breakaway. Apart from that, I can't remember Danny Ward having anything to do, even though they're in the top eight of the table and had won their, their last two. On another day, you know, we've had three clear chances. Perez should have scored. Barnes should have scored. Vardy could have scored. An inch lower and Tielemans hits another, you know, um, yeah, uh, you know, another super super goal of the season contender. You know, fingertips of Leno save one from Perez. So another day you're having four or five goals. You know, it's it's just. Oh, but when, when is that other day going to? Yeah, no, but you're talking about a performance. You're talking about performances. Hmm. And you say, if you're having bad performances and not creating chances, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it was perfect and and Brendan still frustrates me to hell, you know. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. The way he's going, he will um, hang himself on uh, on Harvey Barnes's shirt because that's uh, that's the, the biggest issue for me. Um, but... Yeah, we could have easily won that game. We could have come away with two points. We could have come away with four points. We played pretty well at Liverpool, to be honest. And we've got two freak own goals that have taken it against us. So, you know, I think it's the inconsistency is a problem. I thought, um, indeed, he had a really good game against uh, Liverpool for an hour. And he was absolutely shocking the other night. Um, Yeah. that's the problem, I think. It's the consistency. It's just not there at the moment. And it's like, you know, it's like we've just started the season again, isn't it? Um, God, yes, it is. It is you know, totally. We're repeating it. As I say, you know, with the with the first one, the Newcastle, I think if that had come the week after our away win at West Ham, I don't think the reaction would have been as bad. I think it was the fact that, um, you know, everybody had been waiting for a month for football again and, and it would come back and it was such a disappointment albeit against a very good Newcastle side who have gone to, to Newcastle and uh, have gone to Arsenal away and uh, who were high, flying high and have come away with their, with a decent result as well. So long answer to your short question, is it time to press the panic button? Not yet. Not yet. For me. When will it be? Because if we leave it until the window closes, so which basically yeah. is the end of the month, then whoever comes in has got the same set of players to play with. And yep. you're not, you would hope for a new manager bounce. I think Southampton are still waiting for theirs. But, you know, as I look at the table at the moment, we are on 17 points. Everton are on 15 and they're third from bottom. Mm-hmm. We are five points above number uh, position number 12, which is Paris. So yep. we're five points off 12th. We're two points off 18th. And I very much think it reminds me when I was in London with my daughter and I did laugh every time I went into a tube station and saw a thing that said, mind the gap. Because that gap between Leicester and whether it be Palace or Villa, whoever, is getting bigger. And it was three points before these games. Now it's five. You know, we win. uh, I mean, we're only where we are because the teams underneath us haven't been good enough to get any wins. Um, and that's not good enough to, to stay in the Premier League. It's not, but the same argument was made for us winning the league, wasn't it? It was the teams below us that weren't good enough to catch us. And we didn't like it when people said that. But now we're saying it's we're only there because the teams below us are crap again. Um, we, we, we know that we've not hit anywhere near the heights that we should have, you know, with the squad that we've got. Um, we were starting to come good. And then the World Cup got in the way. Uh, which was a bit pointless for most of most of Leicester's players, anyway. Yeah, um, but I know it's difficult because I think either way is a gamble. If a new manager comes in now, unless he's been um, already having conversations, he's not bringing in any of his own players that he wants in the four weeks that we have of the window. It's too short notice to say these are the ones I want. It will be the ones that have already been identified by the. Um, by the people behind the scenes together with the manager. You know, mm-hmm. negotiations, I would imagine, are, are well under the underway for anybody that we want to bring in. And then you've got the gamble of, of sticking with him. I can imagine that um, a poor result away at Forest is going to really pile the pressure on, that's for sure, because they'll go above us. Um, 
It's a gamble either way, and as it stands now, I'm probably on the side of gambling that he'll turn it round again, like he did towards the end of the the first half of the season. And again, I, I can't see any um, any any people who you would think to come in. I mean, it's not exactly worked for Southampton, has it? You know, they, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. You know, um... so. So that's the thing, is it? You, you know, you talk about new manager bounces, but there's a few teams who are not not getting it. Um, indeed, so it's, it's indeed. a tough one. Indeed, uh, two names, and one of these Ant keeps throwing at me, which is Sean Dyche. Uh, the other one is Pochettino, still lurking and still living down in London. Yeah, I don't um, think Pochettino is going to come. To be honest, I, you know, it'd be nice. You know, if it depends, you know, if he likes a project, uh, a project yeah. with an outside chance of being in the championship. I mean, we talk about Sean Dyche, and we, we you know, the same people who, who mentioned Sean Dyche now would have laughed two years ago yeah, at indeed. Sean Dyche being in charge. So, I, yeah. you know, I, I'm not one of those who's going to flick around now and just say, "Will he be the man to to keep us up?" Okay. Keep us up and maybe get us in this exciting relegation battle year in, year out, if that's what you want. You know, who knows? Um, so for me, if I had to gamble, I'll, I'll gamble on, on Brendan turning it around. And I want to ask you, because this this is, <coughs> this is confusing me. I mean, you, you go to the home games. I don't. So you see the team. I only see what they show on the telly, which is not sort of running off the ball or anything like that. Oh, excuse me. Everybody at the moment is, and you mentioned it before, is having a downer on Harvey Barnes. Now, we've got three strikers at the club. Hardy <coughs> has scored one goal yeah. in the league. Kelechi, I think, has got one. And I don't know if Dak has got any at all in the league, to be honest with you. Uh, our top scorer and top assists is James Madison who is out, obviously, at the moment. And our second top scorer with six goals is Harvey Barnes. Now, if he wasn't playing Harvey Barnes, we didn't have those six goals, we'd probably be in a bigger pile of poo than we currently are. OK, but by the same arguments, then, um, Brendan um, won numerous matches uh, a month and a half ago at the same time that Harvey Barnes was scoring goals. So if he's saying that we should stick with Harvey Barnes, surely we should stick with the manager. No, I, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, um, no, I, I think the problem is... Point you make the, it. You know? Yeah, the problem is um, that play... I don't know if you can say managers come in and out of form. I don't know. But players yeah. definitely do. And particularly Harvey's a confidence player. For me... He would be better taking him out the firing line and give him, giving him the twenty minutes to come on and show what he can do and make an impact and maybe build his his confidence up that way. Because what's happening at the moment is, if things are not going well for him in the first 15, 20 minutes, you might as well take him off at that point because they rarely get any better. You know, mm -hmm. he's that finish. You know, it was a decent save, but and I think a, a confident Harvey Barnes would have finished that one against uh, Fulham. There wasn't a lot of conviction in his finish he left a lot of his passes short because he's not confident in snapping them into people so for me it would kill two birds in one stone one harvey isn't isn't worth his place on the pitch at the moment in what he's delivering but you take him out and you have the option of playing two up front which i think the majority of fans would prefer oh please yes uh if only if only yeah uh, talking about the two up front i mean Jamie Vardy passed his sell-by date. Uh, mm. And the problem we've got is Dakar doesn't look as badly as injury as we thought it might be. Mm -hmm. But Kelechi can't play on his own. He is not a one-up-front striker. We know mm. that. And we know what he can do with two up-front. But having the, the manager that we've got and as stubborn as he mm. is, is oh, I know he scored a lot of goals and he probably got us into Europe. But Len, I'm going to go back to one-up-front. Um, Vardy's not producing it. Dakar's not producing it. There's a lot of talk about who we're going to get, if anybody, in the transfer window. Um, surely we've got to be looking for another striker as well. I, I can't see you having Kelechi, Daka and Vardy playing one up front and having those three sitting on the bench. I, I, I can't see there's any way that 
if he's got a limited budget, he's going to spend it on a striker. No, no, um, I, I, I think I, he's I, got. I think he's got the answers already in his squad. He's just too stubborn, uh, or whatever you want to call it, to be to be using them correctly. And I, I, that's the thing that I will always hold against Brendan. I don't understand it. You know, the, they say the the definition of madness is to keep repeating the same experiment and and expecting a different answer. Um, yes. So I, I don't get that at all. You know, for me. Kelechi is Kelechi's can be hot and cold. You know his first touch or his second touch is very often a tackle, um, but he's very positive. He's always wanting to get a shot off. I've seen the last couple of games. I've noticed more from Jamie. He, he looks like he's got a bit more of his appetite back. I know he didn't get many chances, um, but he looked a little bit more like the old Jamie. Whether he's realizing that he needs to start of. Um, get going again. Otherwise, he, his, his career will just dwindle out. Um, when he had one great chance, and I think the old Jamie would have buried that, and the current Jamie did a daisy cut yeah. across the floor straight at the goalkeeper. Yeah, I think you look at it, you get certain ankles. I think he was probably trying to go between his legs and, mm. uh, and smash it through there. Um, but again, it doesn't matter what level you're at. Confidence is massive for any footballer. Yeah. And, uh, and we saw it. You know, there's no. It's it's not a secret that once we'd won one game, we won two, three, four, and had really good performances on the bounce. You know, it's the same players; they're just playing with more confidence, and now they've got to rebuild that. Somebody was saying, and Ant said it as well. We we're not winning games though against the top half teams. Yeah. Now, no, we're not. We we want to be we want to be beaten. Then we want to beat every team we play, obviously. But mm. it is probably more important that we are at least winning the games against those that are down and around us. Yeah, I would I would agree. Yeah. Um it's nice to get anything from teams above, but you're right. It's it's the teams in and around us that you've got to be at least not losing to. Um yeah. you know, yeah, I, Fulham was disappointing because you know that the game was was there to be won and as I say on another day we Craig has frozen, which he did say he might. He did say he might. So I'm not sure whether we're going to get him back or not. Because um, I did just want to um, talk to him. Um, one more question about Brendan before we moved on. Uh, it does look like we have lost him, though. Yep. Either that or he's just he's doing an excellent job of uh, of playing the game of statues. Um now let's just uh, let's just bring him out and then we'll just see. I can see if he moves again and we'll bring him back in. Um I'm gonna have a look at just before before while we wait for him to see if he can get back in or not. Uh, just have a look at the, the um he has gone out, so he's gonna try and come back in. Um Pats and Dakar is close. To, is the closest to returning of Leicester's nine nine injured players. What are we doing to them? Um, with the Zambian striker potentially available for this weekend's FA Cup trip. And he's back from outer space. He turned around and he took that look up off his face. Good evening. Welcome back, sir. Yeah, I think I think Harvey Barnes got at my internet connection. <laughs> he's sat outside, you know, he's yeah. listening and he's cutting those wires. Um mm. The one thing before we move on from Brendan, um, and I, I can't remember who wrote this, I think it was possibly Jordan Blackwell in the Mercury, is that Brendan does not have a small squad. Let's mm. be honest with you, he's got we've, every team's got the same size squad that they can pick from, you know, the 25, 26, whatever it is. He said, What he has got is a small number of players that he actually trusts. And he's gone again. Hello. No, I think he has gone again. He has gone again. But I did think that was very interesting. Um, a point is that, yeah, he has got alternatives quite often, but he doesn't want to use them. How can Soyuncu be good enough for one of the meanest defences in Europe and a club that is consistently a 
um, Champions League quarter-finalists, and yet he's not good enough for a bottom half of the table premiership team. But there we go, you know, so it looks like he's being hounded out. Um, we'll see if Craig can, can make it back in or not. Um, I was going to say, Pat Sendak is the closest to returning of Leicester City's nine injured players, um, with the Zambian striker potentially available for this weekend's FA Cup tie at Gillingham. Uh, Daka limped off during last week's defeat to Liverpool. Um, Dennis Pratt, who suffered a blow to his side in the loss to Newcastle, is the only other of the nine that may make the may, oh, excuse me may make the cut. I just don't know what we are doing. We I know in Fafana, and I hate to talk about him, but when he came to Leicester, he was surprised at the intensity of the training. Is that what it is? Uh, I just, I just don't know. Kieran Drewsbury Hall and Bubakari Samare um, are is still waiting to. Hear, Brendan Rodgers is still waiting to hear about those. Um, and um, we know Johnny Evans, Ricardo Pierre, Ryan Bertrand, and Jane Justin are all a long-term absentees. Um, and even on a smaller number that are healthy, indeed, Nate. Indeed, like I say, he is doing something at training that is buggering the players up. Uh, probably the same thing that's happening to Craig's internet. Someone, <laughs> somebody's flashed water on him, and it's after nine o'clock. And he's is, yeah. I've gone, I've gone hardwired now, so we should be all right. Ah, brilliant. Just to first of all go back to, to the point that, that I, I said, and I did think it was a very good point that was made. Say Brendan Rodgers doesn't have a small squad, but he has a small group of players that he trusts. Yeah, it's true. It seems that way, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. You know, the other night I thought he could have uh, he could have changed it, and you know, he's this thing about waiting to seventy minutes. I, I don't know what it is. Whether there's things in people's contracts, I'm not sure. Um, that, that he's siphoning something off. That you know, he's taking ten percent of their bonus, which they only get if they play seventy minutes. Um, yeah. But you know, he had a couple of uh, a couple of younger kids on there who I thought he could have put on, to be honest. You know, given some fresh legs, mm. um, and who could have really, you know, give them uh, give them twenty minutes, give them half an hour with a view to them playing at the weekend. Yes, um, against yeah. Gillingham. Uh, you know, I thought you know it was interesting that he, he decided at that point it was quite early on that he would go to Mark Albrighton rather than any of the others. Um, and to be fair to Mark, he, he played pretty well, to be honest. He put in a lot of decent balls. Um, to be honest with you, I thought, wow, I'd forgotten about Mark O'Brien. Mm. He seemed to really put us up a gear when he came on. No, he was good. He was direct. And again, he was putting the ball in the box. You know, mm. our, our biggest problem is there's nobody in there. You know? Yes. But, uh, but that's yeah. another another matter that, that, uh, yeah. that is a bit annoying. I can say Daka could be back. Um, uh, perhaps might be back if we haven't sold him in the meantime. Mm. Um, but uh, there's got to be something wrong with the training, surely, because all these injuries that keep happening, mm. nobody can be that unlucky for <laughs> that length of time. And it's been like two seasons now. I mean, Fafana, when he first came, was really surprised about the intensity of the training. Surely yeah. somebody should be knocking on Brendan's doors and going, wait, you know, what, what's happened mm. with all these injuries? You got rid of David Rene, you know, now sort of, you know, and I'm not saying that's anything to do with it, but, you know, we, we just, I've never known, I've, and I'm 61, and I've never known a time mm. at this club when the, I've known when, we, when we've had bad players, but mm. never known when we've had so many injuries to players. I think, you know, I, th I don't think we're alone this season as well. I think there's quite a few uh, squads that are getting hit by injuries. And I think that it seems to be one of these, uh, trends to train uh, with the same level of intensity uh, as you put into a match. But looking at the first 20 minutes, I think we put more intensity into training than we did in the match. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's clearly, you know, something, I think, you know, knocks, you know, kicks, this, that and the other, you can understand muscle injuries is something different. You know, the, mm. that's a conditioning thing. So, there's clearly something that's not quite right. And if you've spent 260 million or whatever on a state-of-the-art training ground, then you're going to want a better uh, return on your investment in terms of yeah. minutes out on the pitch. 
you would you would hope so. But at least we can, at least we can put them up at the training ground rather than sending them off to the NHS at the moment. <laughs> Just running through his press conference today, yeah, KDH and Sumari are going both unlikely to be available. Uh, Dak had trained with the medical team and was then out with the group today, uh, so he could be back. Pratt is coming along very well, although apparently the Torino president or chief executive has been in London because uh, mm-hmm. they're after obviously Pratt and a West Ham player as well. So we will see how that goes. Uh, Madison, it's slow at the moment. I just don't know what's going on there. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any stretch. Oh, yes, of you are. <laughs> but if he comes back as fit on the 1st of February, then, you know, you can say it. You heard it here first. Transfers. We're working very hard behind the scenes to get players in. Like you say, I agree. You know, striker is not going to be at the top of his mm. priority. Uh, left back, centre back and right winger definitely are. Those are the three, yeah. I think, positions. Um I think you might agree with me on this one. <laughs> Just a stab in the dark, you might agree with me on this one. Johnny Evans, um, why are we talking about offering him a new contract? He's, he's out longer than he's in. Uh, yeah. And that's nothing. That's not his fault. He's just 35 now, 36. Mm-hmm. When he gets injured, he's going to be out longer. But why are we giving a, an extended contract to somebody that's, unless it's the pay as you, you, know, pay as you play, why are we giving him an extended contract? Yeah, I've got no idea. It, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that statement that came out, and it came out from a very good source, I think, uh, saying mm. that we were in contract talks with Amati, Evans and Soyuncu. Um, mm. Now, whether the Soyuncu one was to try and get a year's extension so we got a better, we, we got a fee for him, I don't know. Um, that, that may have been it. You know, here you go. We'll we'll bump your wages up as long as you sign a year's extension, which means we will sell you, but we'll get a fee for you. That's the only thing I can think of that that would have been a case. I mean, for. this is a player who you know, is wanted by one of the teams that has got one of the best defensive records in Europe, yeah. um, constant quarter finalists in the Champions League, and yet mm. he's not good enough for bottom half Premier League team. Yeah, there's, Until there's a lot of things. We suddenly go say, "Oh, please sign it." We don't have any defenders. It's one of those. Really, I, I wish that we were uh, part of an Amazon documentary this season because I'd love to know what yes. was going on behind the scenes. Yes. That's for sure. Um, um, but the Johnny, going back to Johnny Evans, um, I don't know unless it's uh, a contract that involves some kind of um, coaching role. Um, I don't know. You know, a specialist slow the play down coach. I don't know something like that. Yes. Um, yeah. He'd be suited to. I, I've been shot down by a few people, um, although Anthony actually surprisingly agreed with me on this. And it's, it's not going to happen. It is mm. not, this isn't going to happen. But I would take Harry Maguire back at this club at the drop of a hat if Manchester United don't want to keep him. I was asked uh, the same question by a Man U fan at work um, the other day, and my answer was yeah, definitely, yeah. 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 yeah I, I mean, uh, He's a left-sided, left-sided centre half who played very well for us, and he's not turned into a bad player. The problem you get is, we were talking about that. If you're a striker and you're going through a bad patch, you can suddenly go and score five goals, and the crowd are, are, are you know, uh, are with you again, and you're playing with lots of confidence. If you're a centre half, you walk out on the pitch knowing that every move you make is going to be scrutinised, and the fans will get straight on your back. It's very difficult to turn around when you're a defender, mm. uh, I think. And to be honest, yeah, I'd take him back. I would imagine wages, uh, you know, as you say, it's not going to happen because from a wages point of view, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they'd be happy to get him off the books for the rest of the season and, and get him back yeah, to playing no, near no. his level, you know, yeah. on a loan deal. But um, I mean, when no, he I'd, left I'd us, he was a good player. It was, and yeah. he, he wasn't bad at the World Cup, to be fair. Well, he got yeah. a goal, didn't he? he got a yeah, goal, and it's yeah. just, I think it's that not everybody can play under the the pressure of a big club, Mr. No. Drinkwater. You know, I think we've we've seen it. <laughs> Boom! It's, it's, not, it's not for everyone, is it, though? You know, and, and you see it so often of, of players who go 
And there's an old saying that says everybody reaches the level of their own um, uh, the level of their own limitations. So you mm. keep getting promoted until you can't do the job anymore. And we see that with footballers that yes. they go, they go up, they up and up and up until they can't do it. We, we, we've seen enough strikers, for instance, who have scored thirty goals in the championship who can never make the step up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Sorry, if you're watching Danny Drinkwater, by the way, this is um, this is what Craig's just done. Yeah, <laughs> shot him down. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and you know, and players have to fit certain systems, and you have to play yes. to certain strengths. And uh, yeah, he's not become a bad player. No, no. Uh, in in a defence, where to pick somebody that was playing well for United. You know, yeah, and... worryingly though, I did see that we were linked with Phil Jones today. So, um... oh, we were, were we? Oh god, yeah. oh god! Right, I might, I might just turn that gun on myself now. <laughs> um, no, is it too late? Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would have him back. And whether he would, I mean, you know, he was decent enough when he left to sign the contract, so that we got the money for him. It's not been easy for him. Big club, big money wages, mm. expectations, and that. Um, but um, uh, centre midfield, Uwani, I think he's called Uwa, Who Are You, whatever his full name yeah. is, at £27 million. Um, we were looking at him apparently before the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going on just off the World Cup. Probably possible, or possibly a Tillemans replacement. Twenty-seven million. You think so? To be honest, I didn't see enough of him, but um, yeah. but I know Scott did, and Scott thought he was very good throughout it. There's always that danger of buying a player on the back of a World Cup yes. or or a, or a Champions League season or whatever. I remember <laughs> Liverpool <Yeah>. doing it. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Liverpool doing it years ago. Uh, Morientes, mm. the striker, had a great season in the Champions League. Was virtually scoring every. Uh, every round, and then they bought him on the back of it, and uh, and he couldn't hit a barn door. Um, so it's dangerous, but it's encouraging if we were looking at him before that. Yeah, we're not just looking at him based on two or three games. Yeah, apparently, well, the right wing position obviously is one that we uh, we I think we could rue the time you know the day we didn't sign Lockman, but it wasn't to be. Uh, mm. Obviously, we've been linked with the guy that he is now knocked out of the team. Yeah. I'm going to end up paying more for him than we would have paid for Luckman. But again, um, Boga, Boga, however you want to pronounce yeah. it, we were looking at him before um, that, that any you know, yeah. before Luckman anyway. But apparently now, I don't know if you've seen that film, Dango Unchained or whatever it's called. Now, I don't Dango know Unchained, this, yeah. yeah. I don't know if this is the guy that we're signing, but Dango Quetara, uh, £80 million for the winger taking France by storm. Shouts out Leicestershire Live. Um, How much? 18 million. 18? Yeah. One eight. One eight. Okay. I mean, um, there might have been something in it until you said Leicestershire Live. <laughs> well, I'm avoiding I'm avoiding now, now news, but uh, apparently five goals and five assists for Laurente this season, which obviously is the French late in Orient. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, 20 years old. Um, uh, I don't. I, I don't know enough of him. I don't know if you know anything about him at all. No, it depends. I mean, it looks like again, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you're. It looks like we're reverting to that buying potential, like we did with Fafana and other players. You know, the other one I've seen linked yeah. is the left back from Copenhagen. That was going to be my next question because he looks yeah. like five to eight million. He looks. Yeah, amazing. and uh, again, a twenty-year-old. So mm. it looks who are not necessarily going to come in and have a big impact. You know, some do, Fafana did. So yeah. we have had a few players who have done it. And maybe maybe players who play on the edges of the team, that, you know, it may sound stupid, but players who play on the edges of the team, like wingers and fullbacks, can have more of an impact than people who go through the middle of the pitch. So whether it's strikers or midfielders, because that, that seems to take longer to settle in. We've seen it with Samari, who... I'm still not convinced about will ever be oh. uh, a good enough player for me. Uh, I, I don't think he has enough pitch coverage. Um, I think you've got to be a bit more all energy. You can't afford... I mean, Tielemans is not an athlete, so you can't afford to have two of those for me. 
Um, is Daka? I mean, would would you not Daka? Sorry, Indeedy. Would you have Indeedy over Samara at the moment? That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'd put Mendy in there. I, I, Mendy for me does the job, and without being spectacular, he gets the ball, he wins the ball, he uses it wisely, he keeps it. Um, so I'd be playing Mendy over both of those. Right. Well, we will see. Um, obviously, we've only got 26 days to go of um, Newcastle fans getting excited about Tielemans and Madison and Arsenal yeah. still trying to get excited. I was in an, I was in Miss Molina's chat earlier and it was like, uh, oh, Tielemans is coming to Arsenal? Yeah, <laughs> OK, whatever. If you think so, he's had long enough to make that decision. And playing instead of who? Exactly. This is it, you know. isn't it? You know. Yeah. But uh, and, and Newcastle, the, the noise is coming out of Newcastle is that they might not be making many purchases. Yeah, I think you know if they they don't want to upset what they've already got. Exactly. I think you exactly. know, and if they can get, and they'll be disappointed like we were if they end up probably in the Europa League. But that's probably the level that they're at, mm. and then they can have a more sustained uh, summer transfer window of, of integrating players. So that makes sense for me that they don't go and splash a lot of cash and ruin what they've already done so far. It happened with oh, who did they buy when Keegan when there were six points clear? Um, well, I think you mentioned it before. It was a Spreeler, yeah, was it? A Spreeler, that was it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And it, the great player that he was, and he got goals, but it just kind of upset the rhythm that they'd got, you know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we have a small matter, like I say, of Gillingham at the weekend. Mm. Um, Brendan Rogers said, set with regards to selection, we'll pick a team we believe can win the game. We have to bear in mind that we have a game on Tuesday. Uh, we'll look at doing that, assessing the guys, making sure we're not risking them to get any uh, more injuries. <laughs> oh, Father Christmas was back then. Um, which which is the more important game? Because there um, are two games that are very close. One potentially should be winnable. The other one, I'm not convinced it will be at all. The most important game is the one next Saturday for me. The, the yeah. Forest game, and I, I don't think you can take that out of the equation when you're looking at how you pick your teams for both of these cup games. To be honest, I think he has to have that in the back of his mind. That is a it's not a must win game, but it's a must not lose game against Forest. Mm. I think from from what he's saying there, you know that that's disguised language, isn't it? For I might throw a few youngsters in. When you say we will pick a team that we think can win the game, yes, that, that to me says I'm going to make some changes, but we should be strong enough to still win it. I mean, when you look at that, uh, and I'm not disrespecting Gillingham here, I it took me a while to find them because I didn't realize, to be honest with you, they were where they were. I was looking in League One, then at the top of League mm. Two. Uh, but they're down there. They are in desperate, dire um, chances of dropping out of the Football League mm. altogether. Um, is it three now that go down or is it still two at the moment? I think it's two. Two. I know they're talking about three, aren't they? Mm. Uh, but they are. in that case, they are five points off safety. Oh, yeah, they've got a game in hand on, on like the Hartley Pools and the Coastessa. It always uh, is. It's always the same ones around that bottom, yeah. isn't it? You know? I mean, that, uh, that, that's... That is, I'm I'm quite shocked by that. The number of goals they've scored, twenty three games, seven goals. Yes, is you know is is ridiculous. I mean, Iosi Perry's missed more chances than that. Um, <laughs> oh, and I have to tell you, actually, I have to tell you that Alan Bennett, who does my man of the match for the um, Fulham game, actually went no went oh was it went for Perez as his man? No, he didn't. Sorry. Um, the gentleman that does Brian Langston, who does the report, the match report for me, went for Perez as man of the match against Fulham. So, to be yeah. honest, I, I think he would probably was man of the match and mm. against uh, Newcastle as well. I th I, he's played well, but you can see how Leicester fans hold grudges because when you go to the the marks that everybody gets mm. on the Leicester shield, Perez is down in the bottom too. So people just don't like him and, and that's it. Yeah. However, I mean, seven goals in 23 games is shocking, although yeah. they're clearly not letting that many in compared with the teams around them. So it sounds like it's going to be one of those classic 
try and grind out a result against a, a team who've got nothing to lose. No, they haven't. They haven't. If, if anything, and I'm sure Gillingham fans would say a lot of this, that the FA Cup for them probably is too much of a distraction because they yeah. want to stay in the league because they know they're not going to win the FA Cup, even if they have a good run. Yeah. They would sooner have three points in the next game than, than, than beat us. But Definitely. then again, <laughs> could we not say the same? We'd sooner have three points or, or, you know, do we hold out hopes that we could have a good cup run? Well, you never know. You know, it does depend on on your draw. I mean, we, you know, we've not got a bad draw, have we? It'd be nice to be at home, but you're away against yeah. the team at the bottom of the the football league. So, although um, you know, I, I I look slightly upwards at the team in 18th position, and that sort of starts me uh, filling filling with a little bit of dread as well. <laughs> well, they're up and down like a, a, the proverbial bride's knickers, aren't they? Yeah. They started off badly. Of course, Mike, who comes on the channel as a Newport fan, got a new manager and went up and then sort of came down again. But if we can beat Newport County, we should be able to beat um, Gillingham. But like you say, it's live on the BBC. Mm. Everybody, every neutral is going to want Gillingham. Yeah. You know, we've got to accept that, you know, we're not the favourites that we used to be. Uh, they've not won in five i don't think uh they've got there but i think they must have some cup games in here because they have won one on this one but i think that was probably uh, uh papa john's pizzas <laughs> express whatever yeah uh, but then again when you look at leicester yeah i'm I not sure how up to date these facts are actually no scored no conceded Think, I think we can ignore those a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll forget that one. Um, they're normally up to date when it's the Premier yeah. League. I think it's the fact that we're playing somebody uh, <laughs> further down. Um, mm. But, uh, I mean, I, I honestly think that if we, if we don't win this, then we've really got to be looking at Brendan and saying, you know, is it time? And, you know, because, uh, you know, to me... I mean, I definitely, if we don't, you know, if we, if we lose this and the chances are we're going to possibly lose to Newcastle if we play like we did against them, then we come up against Forest if we lose that. We are, like I say, I think we're, we're possibly going to be right down in the mire. Yeah, I think, uh, again, you've got these three games, you know, you, you, you start looking at, whenever you're in trouble, you look at sort of little three-game stretches, don't you? And you think you need... X number of points or X number of wins. And if you don't get them, then he's going to be under pressure. And I think you're right. You know, um, you, nobody's particularly expecting us to beat um, Newcastle. But if we even got a draw, I think, against Gillingham and then lost to, um, to, to Forrest, I think he'd be under pressure again. I think so. I think it's that, the fact that it's Forrest, isn't it? Yeah. Really, um, Terry's family, uh, and my family are, are your family Gillingham fans by any chance, <laughs> Terry? Because uh, if it was, I would I would hide at the weekend. Um, just some facts here that, that hopefully are, are more up to date. Uh, in their previous matches, Gillingham have won one game, Dagenham and Redbridge, possibly like I say, a cup, and lost four with Wolverhampton Wanderers, Colchester United, Sutton United, and Stevenage. I don't know what they would have played Wolverhampton Wanderers in, unless that was sort of the, like you say, the um, one where we played the kids. It'd, John, it'd be the Johnston Paint Trophy, probably, yes. where it's the league. Yeah. Uh, yes. and, and the Premier League teams put their reserves yeah. in. Yeah. They didn't get a draw. Uh, Gillingham managed to score four goals and concede eight. Gillingham scored an average one goals per match in the current league season. Ken, I don't think this is up to date, is it? I'm going to ignore this. I'm going to totally ignore this. Uh, don't, no, you I think if you've made an average of no fouls this I season, know. No. then we're probably in for an easy ride. Yeah. It says here, uh, Gillingham somehow lacked the ability to keep the ball, have an average possession of 48% in the season. I don't think we're a lot better than that, no, to be, no, to that be honest with yeah. you. I mean, we're going to take a good crowd down there. We always do. To away games, um, how important is it that we score the first goal? And I'm, I know that's a bit oh. of a Michael Owen statement, <laughs> you know. But if they score first, my God, the crowd! I mean, they were they were booze, wasn't they, the other night? 
Yeah, there was. It wasn't as bad as as, as it was against Newcastle. But I think a, a lot of the ire uh, against Fulham was was pointed at the referee, and and Fulham. Uh, and that's another. There's another um, thing to have a moan out there than something that needs to be done in in football at the moment. Um, but on this particular game, uh, yeah, they have to if, if they concede then you know it's going to be a war of attrition. They're going to sit in and try and protect what they've got. And we're not particularly great at, at cutting down packed defences. So, yeah, I'd be worried if we conceded first, that's for sure. I would. I will as well. Um, now then, this is going to be interesting because let us look at who we think might be starting uh, the game. Um, well, you'd be pleased to know, Chris, that I've given this absolutely no thought no, well, I didn't. I didn't think you were because it's been a while, and I didn't mention it in, in advance. But yeah, thanks for I that. Thought, that's okay. I thought we could talk through it because I didn't think we'd have that much to talk about with Gillingham, bless them. And again, not being disrespectful, but mm. uh, I didn't. I mean, I'm, I'll start us off. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think we are pretty much, you know, quite limited in what we can, who we can go for. Mm. Um, I'm going to start off and say I'm going to. I would. I would, and I'll let you have the final choice, obviously. But I would go for Iverson in goal. I'd give Iverson a game in this one, I think. Mm. Uh, I um, mean, again, I mean, we've been linked with Dubrov Dubrovnik. Um, Dubrovnik. Um, Dubrovka. Is he, him as well. I'm thinking of the Yugoslavian holiday resort. Uh, Yugoslavian, showing my age there, aren't I? Um, do, we, do you think we need another goalkeeper? I don't think no. we do. No, it, it sounds like a red herring. Although I know uh, Newcastle have brought him back from his loan uh, at Man United. Now, whether that's with a view to selling him, I I would imagine so. Mm. But I can't see it doesn't make any any sense to me unless unless Brendan doesn't have confidence in Danny Ward. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's been picking him constantly. Um, mm. We know what he's capable of because he went those games when he was joint top of the, you know, clean sheet league. But yeah. again, then it wasn't against the, the, the big teams. But um, I just don't think... I mean, obviously, what everybody was saying, I think, was the fact that they were after Tielemans and Madison and that he could be used as a bit of a make-weight. But yeah. um, let's not let's not forget, of course, we have got Smithies. You know, we mustn't forget this guy. Oh, indeed, yeah. He would be very remiss of us and not a little tad unfair. Um to be honest with you, left back. I mean, is, is there anybody else other than Thomas? I think he'll play. I think he'll keep the same back four. To be honest, I don't think he's got many options um, unless he played because he doesn't expect them to have a lot of um, forward threat. He could potentially switch Castagna and play Albrighton at right back, um, mm. who may offer a bit more going forward. Um, but I don't. I don't think in these games you make too many changes in your back four. To be honest. No. And the other thing is as well, um, I mean, Vout phase, I mean, looks, um, you know, I sort of looking for lacking in confidence, shall we say, at the moment. Yeah, he's a weird one because he made a couple of poor decisions against Fulham where he sort of rushed out to try and close people down. But, he, you know, his positioning was, was bad. And then at other times, he looks like he's, he's happy to step out with the ball and start the attack. So... Um, yeah, I'm not sure about him at the moment, but um, I mean, I mean hopefully again, he won't have a lot to do. Well, hopefully not. Um, and I think, I mean, that those two um, own goals, I mean, the first one was freakish. Yeah. You know, um, and to be honest with you, even, even if he, even if Ward shouted to him, mm. right, um, I just think as a defender... You, if if you gave him a hundred chances to do that again, he wouldn't do it once. No, you know? not and I think he would. He he thought I can clear this, and I'm going to put yeah. it into Rosette, which is what he's been good at doing, you know. Yeah. And it was just unfortunate. But and now, so I, I presume from that that you were going to have Amati at the other centre back. I think so. Yeah, and I'm going to say the only the only thing is is whether he. Uh, whether he decides that he doesn't need four defenders and he goes with a back three and uh, and and plays his wing backs higher up the pitch, in which case he might bring in um, um, what's his name 
um, the day. Vestergaard. Vestergaard, yeah. He might bring Vestergaard and play him in between the two because he, he does like to come out with the ball and start the attacks as well. So hmm. so he could do that. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he went to three. But the safest option is just sticking with his standard back four. But would you not? Now, here, here's, a, here's a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Terry's just said about um, uh, Vestergaard. But what about... What about this pairing? Yeah, um, I would only. I think I would only play Soyuncu if he's um, maybe if he's signed his pre-contract with uh, with Atletico Madrid because you know do you do you want to risk risk getting him injured in this game? I don't know. He, he, I, he could play anyone, couldn't he? To be honest, because we this is the problem with picking this team. You don't know what his thinking is. No. But bearing in mind, you're right that he does have the game against Newcastle. He could well switch it up, and, and we I could see we could see yes, yeah, so Investigard there quite easily, I guess. But the, the other way round. But um, hold yeah, right on. No, what would you put? Well, hmm. Yeah, so went to a left. So choose a left sided. Left he is. You're quite right. I'm. I'm. Conf- I'm getting confused with Amarty. Um, Easily done with them too. <laughs> well, you know that. The, no, I'm not saying anything. No, get myself no. into trouble. Uh, right. Let me just change them round for Mr. Pedantic here. Um, <laughs> um, and the only reason I'm doing that is because. Um, I'm saying I'm doing that. It's not letting me. Let's, uh, there we go. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hey, shall, we, <laughs> shall we just leave them? Let's agree to, that they... That Let's agree to them the other way around, yeah. yeah. And the only reason I'm saying that, in, in the first game of the League Cup, when we played, was it Stockport? Yeah. That that was our back two centre, two, two defenders, yeah. weren't they? Um, so, no, you could be right there, Chris. You could be right, mate. You know... Right back, um, do you know what? I, I'm thinking, why the hell not go for all Brighton? Yeah, I think you would think that you're going to have more of the ball, so therefore, you would want people who could uh, maybe use it a bit more. Now, I, I can just say to anybody that's watching that this would not be my choice if we hadn't got Newcastle coming up on the Tuesday. <laughs> that. Um, now then, centre midfield, sir. Um, of the three centre midfielders, Mendy for me. You know, I was going to say, and I, you know, I, you know that I'm a, I'm a convert with, uh, with Mendy. Yeah, uh, I, I love him as well. So I, I would certainly, yet, yeah, why not give him a, play, you know, a, a, a run out? Then, of course, the only problem with picking this sort of team is if we lose, he'll probably get crucified. Yeah. <laughs> um. So on the left of Mendy. Hmm. <laughs> Do we do the right first? Will that be easier, do you think? I'm not sure, right? to be honest. I'm trying to... I mean, you think that we haven't got a lot of options, have we, to be honest? Um, no. I, I, think, I think he might play McAteer. I was uh, going to left. say, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, and someone, and I think Told You Bro has also said McAteer as well. Yeah. Um, who, unfortunately, isn't in the, in, in the list of players on this yeah, system. Yeah. So I can't pick him up. Uh, we've also obviously got Lewis Brunt, um, mm. Sammy Baybrook. Um, like I say, let me just try because again, maybe I've spelled Macateer on wrong. No, I haven't. <laughs> I've got there's a Macateer. If I put Macateer in, you oops, that's the wrong one anyway. Oh, <laughs> let's think, yeah. This seemed like a good idea at the time. Right, who are we going for on the right? <laughs> I mean, I think we've got to start asking whether Chris's position is under threat. My yeah. position was manager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, I mean, will he, will he risk Tielemans when uh, we've got the likes of Samare and Jewsbury uh, Hall um, carrying injuries? This is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you I'm know that, that, you know, in fairness to, to, to Gillingham, yeah. you know, they're, they're a League Two side. 
they're not going to be sort of as um careful shall we say as the premier league no. they'll be more committed shall we say yeah i thought so yeah um uh, Terry said, I would just play three at the back. They're not a quick team. Mm. Um, please, please drop Barnes, Vardy, and one other up front. I mean, I've gone for that formation. Are you happy with that formation? Or do you want not to, particularly? You know, I mean, for me, I, I would I would either go for three at the back with wing backs or I'd go 4 4 2. Um, I mean, this was the one that, 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 just yeah. came, that we normally go for, in fairness. Um, yeah. I think, particularly in this game, I think it, you know, I think five, a four, two. Yeah, you could do that, couldn't you? Mm. Or should we go... Um, go for a 4-4-2. Go on, go old school, Chris. I'm happy with 4-4-2. Um, and can I just say that yep. if we are going to go 4-4-2, then Ladies I'm going to play... England will be playing 4 4 fucking 2 Indeed. Well, uh... <laughs> Quite right as well. Yeah. Okay, so we're keeping the bat four as is. Um, if we're going to go four four two, I would put Castagna in and move Albrighton forward. Okay, so we're going to risk Castagna there. And we're going to move Mark. I just think after he played so well the other day that yeah. Mark Albrighton deserves a chance. And if you've got two up front, you know, he, he's probably the, the most consistent at putting balls in the box. So, um, yes, I think he deserves yeah. that. Um, the other centre midfield next to Mendy, then. Um, I, I'm I would probably I, I might go with Perez over Tielemans and just try and protect Tielemans because I think if Tielemans got injured with Samari. Dewsbury Hall, Tielemans, Madison all injured, we'd be yes. in, in trouble. We would, we would. And, it, you know, but again, he might get an injury that sort of lasts until the 1st of February again. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I've said that, we, we, we wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be that good. Because <laughs> yeah. that would make us worse off. Because um, you can still talk to people. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, let's try Perez in there. Like you say, yeah. you know, if, if he can't turn up against a the 92nd team, then he, that's something is wrong. He's played well in that number 10 role um, mm. against Fulham and against Newcastle. I thought he played very well, to be fair. Do you think, and I know you don't, you try not to very often, but do you think that we said about, you know, uh, about some of these players that we look at Perez and think he's not scored, he's not scored, because no. we think of him as a striker, but he isn't a striker, is he really? No. I think he'd be very good with two, you know, in front of him as well. And I think that's the thing that Tielemans looked um, a much better player when he had more people in front of him and more options uh, in the last sort of 20, 25 minutes of that game against Fulham where he, he sort of put more players forward. Mm. Tielemans was running that game and, and he had a lot of options and players running off the ball. The trouble is you can be as creative as you want when you've got one player in front of you and somebody um, who's just, you know, in Harvey Barnes, who might as well be in the Wizard of Oz looking for a brain. Um, oh, harsh, you, harsh you know, then, um, then it's difficult for any, any you know, midfielder because they, they get the ball, they look up, there's bugger all going on in front of them. So I think you'll get more out of Perez or whoever plays in midfield if there's two in front of them. Yeah, yeah. Are we sticking with Braybrook? Um, uh, McAteer, I think we'll stick with um, on the left. McAteer, yep. sorry. Yeah. Right, I'm just going to try one other way of trying to find him. Um, Casey, and I'll probably bring up Casey Callano in my look. <laughs> um, oh, definitely no. He brought up Casey Palmer, who is uh, completely the wrong person that we can't even use him as an example. Casey Jones? <laughs> Was he? There? <laughs> oh, I used to love that I'm as a kid. my age now. <laughs> yes, yeah. Now up front, um, one of them has got to be Kalechi, hasn't it? Yes, yeah, so right hand side, Kalechi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as always, it's the one that I can't spell. Um, 
K-L-E-C-H-I. Somebody said there, Alves might have got to run out if he hadn't had that. He might well have done. I mean, uh, what a shocking tackle that was. Well, it's not oh. even a tackle, was it? It was an assault. It was. I, I don't know if anybody's seen... I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I assume most people will have seen the, the challenge, shall we call it. But if anybody hasn't seen the extended highlights of that half, because he only played the first half, I think there's about two and a half minutes of the highlights of Alves in that game. He does lose the ball occasionally, but it's like watching uh, Messi. It was phenomenal. No wonder they started trying to just kick him off the pitch because he was he was phenomenal. It's worth digging that little um, that little YouTube footage out. He they couldn't great. handle him, and that's why they're not, not at all. He was just taking the uh, proverbial. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Andrea says, yes, he has watched it. Um, mm. I'm guessing that's what he's saying. Yes, yeah. Now, again, we're struggling up front, aren't we? Because, I mean, it's got to be Vardy, hasn't it? No, I think I think if Dakar's fit, he'll play Dakar. Are we taking it that he's going to be fit then and put him in? I think if he said he's been out on the pitch and he's out training, I think... I think yeah, I, I think you put him in for this one and you save Vardy for the uh, for the Newcastle game. Well, there we go. That We know that it's going to be nothing like that, is it? No, <laughs> we know that. Um, but he, he's got to rest players, surely. With the way the injuries are happening, he's got to rest players for... I think his hand's being forced a little bit. And it's, again, I, you know, I don't feel sorry for uh, managers on multi-million pound contracts, but... With the the number of players he does have at his disposal and two bigger games coming up, it's a tricky one because you know that if you lose this game, you're going to be absolutely roasted for it. Yet you can't afford to really put out your strongest team. No, you can't. But like you say, we said earlier, didn't we, that it's not that he's got a small squad, it's just the players yeah. that he trusts. I think and maybe he's got to be big enough and go, look... Vestergaard and, and Soyuncu, no matter how bad people think they are or how he's not performing on the training ground, then at least, you know, they should they should have too much for uh, for the ninety second team yeah. in the in the league. I, I think I think as joint managers for this team, Chris, we should probably say we're putting out a team that should be good enough to win the game. Yes. <laughs> I've heard that before somewhere. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Craig Young. Oops, hang on a second. Let me bring you back in. Um, there, you're still there. Um, Craig, thank you very much. I, I say, I I would be happy with that, and and I don't think you, I don't think you can complain too much because we have got that Newcastle and Forest game coming yeah. up. You know, but look, this, you know, if we weren't successful, would we? Do we want to be in the League Cup and facing Newcastle? Or do we want to be not be in the cup at all? I know which one I'd sooner be, and it's the it's the former. Yeah, I want to be in all the competitions. You know, you, you know, you you beat Newcastle year into the last four. You know, it could go any way. So, mm. you know, I, I, I mean, think we we haven't got. You know, as Leicester fans, you want to get as far as you can in the cups, and you want to just stay yes. in the Premier League. Let's let's be greedy. Let's have it all. And and to be fair. Newcastle are going to be going for that because you know, yeah. if, if even if it's all they win this season, the fact yeah. that they've won a trophy exactly, you know, I mean, it means a lot to every club, obviously, but it mean, means a lot to them as well. That's going to be a massive game, it'll be a full house, you know. Yes. It, yeah, it's going to be. I a do believe game. Sky are actually covering it. Shock horror! Oh, are they? Well, yes, what a surprise! <laughs> yeah, well, last time when we played in the last round, of course, we had to watch Rangers Aberdeen. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Craig, thank you very much, young man. No worries, mate. Um, and uh, stay on because I'll have a very, very good chat yeah. with you afterwards. Uh, but thank you very much. And next Thursday, I do believe we're going to have Dave, the Nottingham Forest fan, joining us. Oh, excellent. Um, let me just have a look. Um, where are we? He did reply to me. Oh, he'd have to let me know. Um, so we may or may not have Dave coming on. <laughs> he looks after his parents, so he can't always, you know, be free and yep. what have you. But, uh, but anyway, so all the best, mate. And I will see you uh, hopefully with Dave or somebody else next Thursday. Oh.
All right, mate. Cheers, Chris. Bye, Thanks for Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much to Craig there. <laughs> I know what is going to happen. If he does go for that kind of a team, we're going to get so many brick bats <laughs> that we can't win. But look, what is, I hear you say, Chris, what's coming up next? Well, let me tell you what is coming up next. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Tomorrow night, nine o'clock, David's back, uh, stroke Harry, and Brad's back uh, for question time. Uh, you put the questions. We I start with one question, and then as long as you guys are putting questions in the chat, we won't be looking at other questions. We'll just be looking at yours. So your chance to get any questions or your thoughts over, and we will discuss it. That's tomorrow night at nine o'clock. Thanks to everybody that's been watching, and if you've been listening on the podcast, 46,000 downloads we had last see, last year. It's absolutely un, unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable. So uh, I will see you tomorrow at nine o'clock. Good night, and once again, thanks to Craig. Good night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think it's all over it is now sports social podcast network